The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and today, the forgotten victims of cancer, the caregivers. Absolutely. Now, Wayne, I've, I've known you a little while now, and I know you've been in ministry many years. You serve on boards, and you've done mission trips and helping people and supporting people and empowering the body of Christ. Have you ever felt guilty at any time about thinking about yourself while supporting someone else through negative challenges and hardships? Boy, that's a great question. The answer is yes. Yeah, we we don't like to put the focus on ourselves, do we? But we need to understand how important it is while being caregivers in whatever capacity that we also think about ourselves. Today's show is going to help us understand from a caregiver's perspective what it is like to not think about themselves, but yet should think about themselves in order to become an effective caregiver. We should not underestimate what cancer does in the life of the whole community around around the cancer victim, right? Because, again, cancer is a community, a yep. family, and I've a church disease. I've heard you say disease. that many times. It affects everyone around them, and particularly the direct caregivers. Today, we're going to hear from one, and we're going to understand some principles about caregiving. Yeah, so if you are a caregiver or want to be a better caregiver, then stay tuned for our program here today today. Let's go to scripture on this topic. Absolutely. Our scripture that's going to really help solidify this school of thought is found in Romans 12, verse 10. Be devoted one to another in love. We're talking about being a caregiver. We want to be devoted. Honor one another above yourselves. But then it says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. How do we do that? Verse 12, by being joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. There's two things that are being discussed here. We need to support and love others, but in order to do that, we've got to take care of ourselves in order to do that effectively. Well, going right hand in hand with our conversation today is our free resource, Caring for Caregivers. You can download this right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay tuned. We'll hear from a caregiver coming up. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. You are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, a weekly conversation revolving around issues raised by cancer in people's lives. And today our focus is on caregivers. Our host is Percy McRae, who introduces our guest now. Well, with me today is Jill Bishop. And Jill 
is actually a caregiver, and she's the caregiver of Arnie Bishop. And, of course, we've had Arnie on our show here before on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, talking about his process and his pathway of being a a prostate cancer and a, a, a lymphoma patient. But we're going to talk to one of the strongest people that he knows and without her probably would not have had the type of success that he that he did with his treatment and care. So we're going to talk with Jill today about uh, the art of caregiving and being a caregiver. Thank you for being on the show, Jill. Thank you for having me. And in the introduction, as you heard, you were uh, the primary caregiver for your husband, Arnie. And uh, we know from Arnie's story, he he worked through um, two different cancer diagnoses and and a, and a plethora of other unrelated healthcare dynamics that somebody had to be on the other side of that process, supporting and nurturing. Let's talk about being a caregiver today. First and foremost, how would you describe caregiving? What does caregiving mean to you? I was primarily there to offer love and support and care, whether that be physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual, um, just basically care in every way. In my case, it was for the person that I love most on this planet. And the love of my life. So whatever he needed and whatever I could do for him, it wasn't a hardship. I felt blessed to be able to be available to him. And we were fortunate. I was able to be with him. And I know that's not always possible, Mm -hmm. but I was fortunately, as I say, able to be with him every moment through his treatment and through everything that he went through. I think it would be really difficult for caregivers who are not in that position where they have to go to work yeah. or, and I, I can only imagine how difficult that is for them. I've seen that happen. I've certainly talked with and have supported caregivers who didn't have the benefit and the luxury of the type of time. Being a caregiver is an interesting dynamic. I've never been a caregiver or a cancer patient for that matter, but there is no class that prepares you to be a caregiver. I think I drew strength from from my husband, from Arnie, and from our strong love for each other, and from my faith. Okay. I think my faith became even more pronounced. Okay. Not necessarily stronger because it was always there, right. but... I was more aware. More real, more present. More, exactly. That was kind of an interesting process, too, of just becoming more aware of my faith and how important it was to get through a difficult time. Sure. And so with that, you're a caregiver. Your your faith becomes, I would imagine, everything under the circumstances. There's a there's a real presence of, of, of the reality of your faith and the strength that you drew from it. One of the things that I hear a lot from caregivers is that caregivers are typically ignored because all of the focus of attention is given toward the patient. And and logically, you understand that. But what happens, so I've been told by many caregivers, is that uh, folks just simply not, you know, maliciously, they just kind of forget about the caregiver and, and, and that, you know, in some cases, their needs go unmet or they don't feel like they have anyone that they can talk to. Let's talk about how were you supported or were you supported or how did you support yourself as a caregiver while being a caregiver to someone else? Exactly. And I do recall feelings of, Mm. um, 
this isn't about me. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, but you're part but, of this process. But this really has a tremendous impact on my life too, Absolutely. and on our life. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're a team. When there were people who perhaps weren't recognizing or acknowledging mm-hmm. that, that was kind of tough because. Although I wasn't the person who physically had the disease, it was a disease that had imposed itself on our life. It definitely affected me. And and I remember thinking, if, heaven forbid, Arnie doesn't make it through, mm-hmm. guess what? I can't even begin to describe what that would do to my life. Sure. And so... I felt like a victim, too, of this horrible circumstance that had come upon us. Well, one of the things that I've talked about a lot on this show, and I've used this language, I don't know if I've coined the phrase, but I've used it more so than I've ever heard it, is that cancer is a community disease. It's a family disease. It doesn't just affect the person who physically is challenged with it. Those around that person and connected to that person, whether they're cognizant of it or not, are are and will experience some dynamic of affect in their lives as a result of being connected to that person. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. So how did you then, or were there things that you did to support yourself? Because one of the things that I hear often is good, well-intended caregivers focus so much on giving care that they ignore their own care. They ignore their health, their diet, their rest, and then there becomes negative consequences that then impacts them that then impacts the patient. So that's why though we're not talking about you, but you are a team. uh, There's a domino effect that takes place. How did you support yourself? What did you do? That's right. Um, It's so important. It's so critical for caregivers to realize that in order to care for your loved one, and to care for the patient, you need to stay strong and you need to stay healthy. So you need to take care of yourself right. and you need to, to try and get rest and nourishment and, and, and nourishment both physically, you know, and with diet yeah. and supplements and also with emotionally and psychologically and spiritually. I myself, as well as my husband, Arnie, we used services that were available to us okay. and we took advantage of what they call mind body, which is essentially we sat down with a social worker and she helped to support us and provide the opportunity to discuss the situation. Emotional support. And emotional support. And that, for me, was extremely helpful because we did find that what I was tending to do was set my feelings aside. Correct. Because I didn't want... Again, it was kind of that message, this isn't about me. We got to get Arnie through this. And so... I was tending to set my feelings aside and I didn't want to express my feelings because I didn't want to burden him. Mm -hmm. And so I... So you needed an outlet. You needed somewhere that you could then place that and and put that. The social worker was extremely helpful in pointing out that it's really important for me to feel that it's okay for me to express my feelings. And she encouraged me to open up and to shed some tears. And that was extremely therapeutic. I really needed to do that. And I would encourage caregivers to acknowledge uh, what they're feeling and take 
in one way or another, an opportunity to express those feelings, whether it be to talk to somebody, to shed some tears, and also try to seek uh, some normalcy in your life because it really can wreak havoc. Uh, you feel like your life's been turned upside down. Taking a break. Taking a break. Go we, get your hair done. Absolutely. Go get a pedicure, manicure, do something. Very important. Okay. And uh, we also made a point of going out and just doing some things that we enjoy doing, whether that be go to a movie or, or as you say, go shopping yeah. or do something that you would normally do right. because it's so easy to fall into the trap of just uh, letting the, this, this whole journey take over and just grind you down. Yes. And grind things come to a grinding halt. And sometimes it's hard because it takes a little extra energy, Yeah, but in the long run, it, we found it, it felt much better to try and do some things that we would would normally do in our life because life isn't over. You know, that's something we realized and we would talk about. Sure. You know, Arnie's still alive. Absolutely. Yes, he's going through treatment, but he's, you know, this is still our life. We're still living our life. Life hasn't ended and we're going to get through this. And we stayed strong and we, we also uh, got a lot of support from pastoral care, our spiritual health was really important too. But we knew that um, we drew strength and we went out and we uh, purposely went out and tried to find some joy in life at the same time. Yes. So with that, in the closing seconds that we have, time flies when you're having fun. And this has been a compelling conversation. And I, I knew that it would because again, the conversation of caregiving typically really gets ignored and kind of pushed to the side. What's the one big aha moment that you learned as being a caregiver, whether it's something you should do or something you shouldn't do? What what would you say is one of the big things that you've taken away from the experience of cancer from a caregiving perspective to share with the audience today? I think as a caregiver, it's really, again, important to to take care of yourself and also just to kind of dig deep and and acknowledge what truly is important to you too you're still you know your needs are really still important too you're a human being uh with needs don't just disregard those needs or things that you want and need in life too it's so easy to just set everything aside and have you know 110% focus on the patient, which, um, and at times that's, that times that's appropriate, but you won't have the energy to continue to do that through the course to sustain that exactly through the course of what can be a, a long journey. So really try to, to dig deep and figure out how you can create some balance, which, which sound, it, it's not easy, but it's important mm-hmm. and reach out and definitely take advantage of the support that people offer. Initially, (laughs) I wasn't taking advantage of the support. I thought, oh no, we're fine. We're fine. As our journey went on and um, more health issues came along, it became abundantly clear that actually we really could use some help. (laughs) We really could use some support. And then uh, one of our pastors pointed out that it's a gift to to give to people if they that people want to help. Yes. Okay, this is an important point. You're actually giving them a gift 
when you allow them to help. So that's another point I would want to make is please allow people to, to help you. They want to, and they're happy to do that. And it's actually frustrating for them when you're, when you don't allow that. Mm. And when we finally kind of let some of our barriers down and allowed people to help, they came to me and said, Jill, finally, you're finally allowing us to help. We've been wanting to do this Mm. for so long. And I realized that, you know, I wasn't being a burden um, or imposing on them. They wanted to help us. And it's important to let them. Thank you. That was Jill Bishop, caregiver to Ernie Bishop. And I believe today she has given us wonderful words and nuggets to live by from a wisdom perspective of being a caregiver. God bless you today. Thank you very much. What great thoughts and ideas from Jill Bishop here today on health, hope, and inspiration. A perfect follow-up to what Jill has shared is for you to download our free resource, Caring for Caregivers. It's available right now online. You can download this, print it out, spread it around, and use it with other folks as well. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com to download this free resource, Caring for Caregivers. We'll talk more with Percy coming up on today's edition of the program. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Welcome back to this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, listeners may pick up on the fact that last week, Arnie Bishop was with us, the cancer patient, and just now you talked with Jill, his caregiving wife. So let's talk about what the, what she shared a little bit. Well, she talked about being a caregiver, and you know, Wayne, we've talked about this many times, and to set this back up, how often, and again, I asked you the question, have you ever felt guilty about thinking about yourself mm-hmm. while supporting someone else through their negative challenge or difficult set of circumstances? And the answer to the question, quite frankly, is yes. And Jill helped us to really work through and talk about the mindset of a caregiver and the fact that, you know, initially the the response for most caregivers is this is not about me. It's about the other person. And yet, as we understood further in the dialogue, 
in her particular case, she really did need to think about herself and about her mental, her emotional, and her physical well-being. She learned that as they went through that journey together. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, she began to pull upon other external resources where she would sit down and talk with individuals, share some of her thoughts and her feelings, her fears, her apprehensions, because the misnomer is being a strong caregiver is that you just stay in place and you just stand in the face of the fire and you don't think about you. You don't talk about how you're feeling. Uh, You don't acknowledge any of your emotions or thoughts. And when you do that, it becomes a detriment to your ability to be an effective caregiver. I don't want to take anything at all away from the person who's received the diagnosis of cancer. But I wonder sometimes if it isn't even harder on the caregiver in many ways. You know, in our community, we sometimes refer to the caregiver as the healthy, unhealthy patient because they are experiencing in many cases the mental and emotional anxiety of the cancer patient, though they're not going through the physical symptoms. But that has effect upon them in ways that begins to really grind them down and wear them out, and they become unhealthy in many ways. Especially if it's a loving spouse in the case of Arnie and Jill. Absolutely. And one of the things that Jill really brought to our attention is that as she dug deeper into becoming a caregiver, she said she always had strong faith, but it but it became aware to her that her faith was much more pronounced as an effect of what she was dealing with. And then she needed to reach out to others. She needed to unpack some things and and give other people permission to help her Isn't as that caregiver. interesting? I picked up on that, too. Her yeah. pastor encouraged her that you're blocking other people's blessings from not allowing them to bless you in the midst of being a caregiver. So, again, there's a lot of spiritual principles here that when we understand and think about the thought of feeling guilty about thinking about ourselves, ultimately, we really are thinking about the patient because really the big takeaway here is you cannot be an effective caregiver if you are first not taking care of yourself. Well, this is not the first time that you've talked about these things or thought about these things, but it sure reinforces the lessons you've learned from many other people. Well, and that's part of our downloadable resource that's giving practical tips and advice to how to support caregivers. Again, we need to give them a break. We need to give them permission uh, to go just do some things, take care of their health, uh, go do their hair, go take a walk, uh, maybe catch up on some sleep, help them with some of their daily chores, uh, shopping, whatever it is that caregivers are trying to do double and triple duty with, with the normal day-to-day stuff while taking care of the loved one that they're with. Uh, Again, being able to support caregivers How about this? Acknowledging small victories of the caregiver, Mm -hmm. not just the patient Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So, again, we're, we're refocusing and helping people to understand with this resource how they can better support those who are supporting those who are walking through the valley and the struggle at that particular time. i got to tell you, I love the fact that you've put together this resource for all of us because there's so many practical things here. Here's one thing I never thought of. When someone's on a cancer journey, sometimes it's hard to keep up with all the family birthdays and special celebrations. How about a caregiver coming alongside and saying, let me help you write that card and make sure that that granddaughter, that grandson, or that niece or nephew get that card that you send every year? It sounds very minimal. It it doesn't sound like a real big thing. And this is one of the the misnomers about caring for a caregiver. It's not about the big things. It's about a lot of little small things, but they are very important that then becomes burdensome and begins to just wear and drag down a caregiver. We can easily do that for someone without any issue at all. 
You can download this right now. I'll tell you where in a moment. But take us back to that scripture we opened today with. Well, in order to be an effective caregiver, we need to first take care of ourselves. So listen to this scripture, Wayne. Romans 12, verse number 10. It tells us we should be devoted one to another in love. Honor one another above ourselves. That's what caregivers do. And then it says, verse 11, but never be lacking in zeal. How do we not lack in zeal? How do we not lack in the ability to take care of those that we love? It says that we need to keep our spiritual fervor. How do we keep our spiritual fervor by serving the Lord? By taking breaks, by taking time off, by taking good care of our health, by eating, by resting. So again, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer when we're able to incorporate this balance jill told us it needs that we need to balance taking care of others while taking care of ourselves as caregivers that ultimately we become effective caregivers and then our faith in god becomes more pronounced it becomes more aware and ultimately at the end of the day god is glorified amen well we talked about this resource caring for caregivers it's available you can download it right now at health hopeandinspiration.com. Our time was gone. It goes so quickly. Percy, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.